Welcome to our chapel service this Sunday morning. This week we focus on the importance of music and song in our worship. Holy, creating, creative God, we sing from the depths of our sorrow. We sing from the abundance of our joy. We sing in voices separate and unique. We sing with one voice as your body. May the words of our mouths, whether in speech or song, and the meditations of our hearts, whether in prose or poetry, be pleasing in your sight. Amen. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. Love has got the world in motion. Football is coming home. The long-delayed Euros are finally kicking off this weekend. Anyone who watches all 51 games won't just get a feast of football, though. They'll also spend upwards of three hours of their lives listening to national anthems. Those who just want the music to get out of the way and the action to start will be wishing that Uganda was in the EU. And with Australia in the Eurovision Song Contest, that may not be so far away. Their anthem weighs in at just eight bars of music, and a slender 30 seconds. Anthemologists, by contrast, will be ruining the poor form of the Greek team, whose 158-verse national song can fill up a full hour with patriotic fervour. Speaking as an Englishman, I'm constantly frustrated by our feeble dirge of an anthem. If we had Land of Hope and Glory instead, we'd surely have won a few more tournaments and grand slams over the years. I'm equally sure that a decent anthem is one of the factors that enables whales, for example, to punch above their weight. The most rousing has to be the Russian, and at the risk of offending some good friends, the most somnolent, I think, is probably the Swiss, described on one learned website as belonging on a TV advert for road safety awareness. And oh, how the teams will rejoice in having a crowd to cover their own tinnied efforts. Step Forward England. Like us, 
although for different reasons, they've missed communal singing as well. It's going to be so good to be able to sing together again. And let's be optimistic, it may be one of the things we're freed up to enjoy in a week or so's time. It's a good feeling to praise the things that we consider glorious. It's why anthems work when they do. Glad, glad, pladial uifim glad. Land, land, I am true to my land, although I may have butchered the language, sorry. That belted out at 130 decibels can't fail to move the human heart. And it's this principle that the psalmist appeals to in our reading for today. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It feels good to do it. The most numinous moments in chapel over the last four years, for me, have all been when voices have been lifted together in song. Music gladdens the soul. It's good to declare God's steadfast love in the morning, the psalmist writes, in anticipation of that which lies ahead of us. It's good to declare his faithfulness by night in thanksgiving for the day. It's good to sing praises to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre, or indeed to the amazing accompaniment of the incomparable Mr Wilson playing the school organ. And this wonderful luxury that we had taken for granted for so long and have now had to live without for 18 months may be about to sneak back into our lives again. And we can praise the Lord who has made us glad by his work at the work of whose hands we sing for joy. The Westminster Catechism says our chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. When we engage in worship, we live out the very reason for our creation. It feels great to sing with pride about the lands of our fathers. It is even better to sing the praises of their creator. Lord God, we are people who must sing you for the sake of our very lives. You are a God who must be sung by us for the sake of your majesty and honour. And so we thank you for lyrics that push us past our reasons, for melodies that break open our givens, for cadences that locate us home beyond all our safe places, for tones and tunes that open our lives beyond control and our futures beyond despair. We thank you for the long parade of mothers and fathers who have sung you deep and true. We thank you for the good company of artists, poets, musicians, cantors and instruments that sing for us and with us toward you. We are witnesses to your mercy and splendour. We will not keep silent ever again. Amen.
So now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Rather than the usual organ voluntary this week, we're going to conclude with a couple of solos from some of our school musicians. Kate is going to go first with a piece of Sondheim, and then Godwin is going to follow up with a piece of beautiful music. Thank you. 